just like rickety cricket from It's Always Sunny. I'm eating some fruit to cure my scurvy. Limes, though, instead of lemons. Limes are a bit better. I can't talk, so you're ashamed to cold open. Now, I, due to the romance of this episode, I'm actually going to play my Edna sound clip. In case you missed it from the end of that other episode, I'm going to play it right now. Dearest Edna, I must leave you. Why? I cannot say. Where? You cannot know. How I'll get there? I haven't decided yet. But one thing I can tell you. Anytime I hear the wind blow, it will whisper the name. Edna. And so let us part with a love that will echo through the ages. No sports, no rock, no information. For mindless chatter, we're your station. Can you believe that? Shane, all he had to do was record a new, simple, cold open. But no, despite the fact that I pay him a very fair salary, he can't actually write a new cold open. He just reuses the end. Of Bart the Lover. What a guy. Can you believe he, he, he did have a, <laughs> you, I, you know what though? I, oh, I'm still I put in too line. much effort for that to, yeah. to go unnoticed. Um, it was, we um, all enjoyed it. I feel like a lot of people don't stick around to the very end. Uh, you should, by the way, cause we do stuff like that at the very end of every episode. Uh, yeah. yeah. I always have some sort of challenge uh, for Shane. That one was a little bit different though, because that one was a, a specific, usually I, I leave the, the, the thing kind of wide open. Yeah. So definitely uh, stick around to see what we bring to the table for the end of every episode. I'm going to put my lime down because as tasty as it is, I probably shouldn't be eating a lime. <laughs> and a lot of people, some people find that disgusting when you eat, like I could eat an onion, like a hand fruit. You know what I'm saying? I don't know uh, why. I, I, I don't that's mind. Yeah. It's very ogreish of you, but I'm in the same boat. I will like, I, I don't, uh, but I do like raw onion on a lot of stuff. Yeah, onion, lime, lemon. I could just take a big. I don't eat the rind though. I'm not a not a crazy person. But uh, my my dog ate watermelon rinds actually about a week before recording this episode. Because Is that good for she, them? I don't know. It's not bad. <laughs> it's it's not bad for them. It's just it probably didn't taste very good. Um, but if if you are a human being and uh, you eat the whole watermelon rind, like you, you, you eat past the pink part, past the white, and you actually eat the outside, the green, like the rind, you're a sick person and you belong in prison. That's another one of my rules. We got to start putting that list together. That's going to be a long list. Yeah, the one I become prime minister of Canada results in people going automatically to prison. But in this episode, Sideshow Bob, he is coming out of prison here for Black Widower. Always a treat when we get a Sideshow Bob episode. Um, because he's such a verse like Kelsey Grammer, first of all, is actually just a great voice actor. Like he does such a great job and whatever they throw him in. And the storylines that Sideshow Bob is in are always so versatile, despite the fact that they all revolve around one thing. And that is getting revenge on Bart for putting in him in jail in the, in the first place, the the Bart Sideshow Bob storyline kind of becomes like Peter and the giant chicken in family guy where you kind of forget why they're fighting like why are they feuding after a while because it's a comparison on. yeah yeah for for so long and of course it is because sideshow bob framed crusty and bart busted him on it um the writing staff uh kudos to them i guess because they wanted to do a bang up job 
on putting together a proper mystery episode, they actually brought in somebody from the Mystery Writers of America, which I guess is a thing, um, to make sure that they could get a decent episode that has a decent twist with a ending that could actually be explained, um, but at the same time leave you guessing uh, pretty well, obviously, before the big reveal. Off the top of your head, what are some of the best mysteries, um, cliffhangers, if you will? No, not even cliffhangers, not cliffhangers, just just the best reveals, best written mysteries in a TV show or movie in general. What are some of your favorites? Best mysteries in a TV show or, or a movie? movie? Yeah. Um, hmm. Like some big, like okay. a, maybe a big reveal, yeah, that you didn't see coming. Sure. Uh, the first time I watched Shutter Island, uh, yeah, I yeah. did not know that that twist. I wasn't really even expecting it. Um, I thought that was great. Uh, that twist. Um, a little less of a twist. Basically, any M Night Shyamalan movie kind of has a twist. Uh, they're not all as good. Um, I thought the twist of Signs was kind of fun for me that like literally they just can't they can't deal with water <laughs> and uh and then in the same vein uh war of the worlds they are not climatized to our bacteria like the aliens that was cool uh sorry how, how, how i watched a lot of movies how, how far in do you want me to get here i don't want to yeah, you, you can keep going no um, you can keep going uh recently i don't i didn't really like the movie glass onion the one prior to that which was just knives out uh, I thought that twist was pretty decent. Um, the uh, the the twist, another M Night Shyamalan movie called Old. Um, I thought the whole twist of the island and what it did to people was pretty good. In terms of TV shows, uh, I thought initially Lost had a lot of like, "Ooh, that's cool," but then I realized that they were just making stuff up, so I stopped watching. Uh, sorry if everyone loves Lost, but. Uh, as soon as that island started to move, I was out. I was like, okay, now they're just making stuff up. It's like they ran out well, of ideas. Yeah, yeah. You're just you're just you're just filling episodes now. You're just writing off anything. You're just in a show that you can literally anything can happen. Um, and Scooby Doo, all the original Scooby Doo cartoons, the real villain is actually ourselves, the human condition, because it was it was never like spooky ghosts or whatever. It was always just a a a woman or a man in a suit. You know, with electronics or projectors and stuff. Okay, okay. rant over. Yeah. I didn't really consider Scooby Doo, but that's kind of a good way of looking at it. Um, Scooby, and it was always just fun to watch because it was always uh, neat to see how they revealed, how they figured out who the bad, the villain was. Um, I'm gonna have to go. One of my favorites in a TV show is the twist in The Good Place. Uh, I I actually I figured it out about halfway through the season. I said it to my wife. I was like, I, pr- I think this is going to be the twist. I think this is it. And it turned out that it actually was. And I've seen that the only people who knew about it, I think were Kristen Bell and Ted Danson and the rest of the cast didn't know what the twist was going to be. And uh, there's, I think there's a table read of them reacting to it. And they're like, Oh crap, that's actually what's going to happen. Uh, that was, that was kind of cool. I, I definitely like that. Uh, and then in movies, I have to say one of the best twists of all time is Sixth Sense when you find out that the guy wearing the really shitty hairpiece is actually Bruce Willis. Um, brilliant. Oh, another shuffle. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant cover up. I didn't know it was Bruce Willis until I, I read the credits. So 
a fantastic job by M. Night Shyamalan for, for doing that one. Um, in terms of the overall episode in general, you don't get that, do you? That's a, that's a sunny reference, but Shane, Shane. I, I still have to watch there, There's yeah. many shows I have not watched. That's right. Even though he's, he's watched a lot. He's watched way, way heck of a lot more than I have, but he has not got on the sunny bit. We'll get you there. We'll get you there. Um, in terms of this episode though, uh, I know I do actually, I do like the, the, the ending. I remember when I first watched this as a kid, I wondered how it was going to end with everyone alive. I thought it was kind of, um, neat how Bob went kind of about everything and the explanation for how he put everything together is not so crazy that it seems far-fetched, but not too bland that it's like, meh, it's right in that nice little middle ground there. Uh, um, I can't remember many gags or anything, though, from this one, aside from... No, it's more serious, I think. Yeah, aside from Wiggum's screw up at the end, this is more serious, but serious does not necessarily mean bad because like Krusty gets busted, which uh, going back to our ratings in season one, we both liked. Um, I went with a 7.2. You went with a 7.6, which was pretty strong for a season one rating by the end of the, the end rating. I mean, so these types of whodunit type of episodes can be fun if done well. And this is one of them that is done well. So I'm going to go in with, uh, I think it's maybe not as good as what we just watched in uh, Colonel Homer but right around that area, maybe just a little bit below. I'm going with an 8.3. What about yourself? Uh, I'm going to go in with an eight. I don't know why this season you're higher than I am all the time, but I don't know. This is how it works out. Um, I, you know, coming from the last episode, last episode had a lot of gags, good music. Uh, story was simple yet entertaining. Uh, I think this is just kind of different. I think we're going to have less gags, uh, but a more... Like, I, I think the first time you watch this episode is when you enjoy it the most. That kind of is the same with pretty much any twist, right? Right. Uh, now, mind you, you could buy, like, let's say you watch a movie like Shutter Island again, like, eight, ten years later, and you kind of forget like what exactly how the twist was revealed or whatever. Then it's still, like, more entertaining, but... Um, I still think it's kind of like, usually those movies are really good for like a one go. Um, I still think this will be good. It just won't be as good as the first time we saw it. Yeah, that, that is kind of true, right? The, you know, the, the twist, I guess, diludes over time. Um, just because, you know, you've seen it a bunch, but it, it still doesn't take away from just because you know, the, the ending is coming. It, it doesn't take away from the episode. It shouldn't really affect the overall rating right so yeah i i agree with that um sorry your final your final pre-rating if you settle on an official uh, was eight you are going to stick with the eight okay so you're yeah. going with the a minus um and i'm going with the uh 8.3 and the reason i was kind of the reason i i misheard the number there was because i was uh distracted for a bit um by woody harrelson and i'll tell you why as we get into this episode uh, there is a reason for it. Um, yeah. So let's just get into Black Widow. I'm right curious. Now. I can talk about Woody Harrelson in three, two, one. Let's go. Oh, I'm still eating this lime. And I don't know why, because I said I was going to stop when we started this episode, but I'm still eating it. 
Um, you know how I said before we started this episode that I was distracted by Woody Harrelson? Um, the reason I do is recall. Be- yes. Uh, funny noises are not funny, by the way, is a chalkboard gag, which isn't a funny chalkboard gag, ironically. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I was talking about Woody, uh, the top movie in the U.S. when this episode came out April 9th, 1992. Do you know it? Really dumbass movie. Uh, White Man Can't Jump? Yeah, it was. It actually was White Man Can't Jump with Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. Uh, I haven't actually, I've seen bits and parts of that movie. It, uh, I don't know. I, is as it actually sports dumb? movie goes, it's not terrible. I think it's okay. Yeah. Now, the reason I call it dumbass movie, and that goes for all of Woody Harrelson's movies, is because I just find him as be a strange looking individual. He creeps me out for some reason. And like not in the way that it like the <laughs> obvious way that Willem like Willem Dafoe eats people. We all know that. But there's something about Woody Harrelson where I just can't get like he just he bugs me for some reason. And uh decent couch yeah. book, couch gag right there. Stay on the couch, flip it over. Um Yeah, yeah he's a interesting individual for sure. Um his whole his whole life is kind of interesting and odd. But yeah. This is a play on that was it called the dinosaurs, right? Yeah, it was just it was it was dinosaurs, right? Yeah, and it's a nice little meta joke. I'm assuming they're taking a stab at dinosaurs saying they basically made the dinosaur show a Simpsons version. <laughs> it's kind of hard to own the family dynamic show. Yeah, you really can't own it. I like how everyone. I love when they do these visions. <laughs> Interesting. Why would we go that route? All right. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot Martin pictured Homer. That's that's brilliant. Cool. He can teach us how to kill a man with a lunch tray. Now, now he's an ex-convict. He's paid his debt to society. And how come you're not using the good silverware? I'm just not. That's them. Now, remember, everyone, be understanding and... You know how, like, in TV shows and movies, people always, like, dress up and have these fancy things when they have people over for dinner? Oh, yeah. That's kind of dead now, isn't it? Except if you have a themed party. Right. That's right, Aunt Selma. Your new boyfriend here, Frame, Krusty the Clown, for armed robbery. I do. Oh, I love when Homer does his motions here. First thing out, I'd find out where he lives and tear him a new belly button. Lousy snitch. I do like how they get right to the point with Bob here, probably because they had to make sure they had enough time to play out the mystery aspect. But I also like the other way they do it when somebody keeps sending Bart the letters. They really good. You can, man, they really good at finding ways to make sideshow Bob versatile, but still fit at the same time. Yeah, I love that he has to pick up the Krusty Burger letter all day. Yeah, it's a great touch. In the steaming hot sun on the side of a road in what looks like rural Arkansas. While Krusty drives by in a limo with Mr. Teeny hucking a milkshake. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that scene is not believable. Uh, there's no way Krusty eats his own food. No. Because uh, he knows what's in it. And the nominees are Droopy Drawers, Colonel Coward, Pepito! <laughs> Sideshow Bob and Suck <laughs> Black. Uh, it's a black and white photo. Oh, I don't believe this. Sideshow Bob. 
What was his name then? Pinto? This is one more enemy than you oh, the, the big cat, Pepito. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was so sad. Yeah. They need to get like a... Why isn't he in uh, Bumblebee Man? <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> oh, no, he just, yeah, relaxes. It's a great start. Do you know what prison is like for a lifelong conservative Republican? In our overcrowded cell, we became little more than beasts. Who used my chapter? <laughs> oh, I did. Here you go. I don't want it. <sighs> what a delivery line. came with plotting a horrible revenge against the boy who put me there. Kelsey Grammer has that way of delivering lines. Like, he, he can make himself sound so disappointed like when he says, I don't want it to the chapstick. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's great. <laughs> One of the best. Maybe, yeah, maybe the best voice actor guest of all time. My lowest end. You can't take my Emmy. Hey, you know the rules. Awards for excellence and entertainment are contraband. No Emmys, no Oscars, not even a Golden Globe. I love that there's this it's a whole pile. Huge. Kismet can be kind as well as cruel. I received an answer to my letter from the prison pen pal program. Dear number 24601. There are women, though, that are completely obsessed with, like, I don't know why, but, like, murderers and, you know, all sorts of people in, in jail. And they have legitimate relationships. I never noticed that as Bob's reading in the foreground, when he's sitting on his bed, that there's passing the chapstick. Oh, yeah, they're all using the chapstick. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there are, I almost said the word jailbait, but then I said women are, that's definitely not the right word. <laughs> no, I would not. Jail birds is what I'm looking like to say. that pokes through the prison yard. Our love bloomed despite all obstacles. So, may I? Uh, uh, uh. On the cheek. <laughs> they should have put a little bit of hair on her cheek. Yeah, or, or a tiny mole or something. Good woman. I resolved to be the best darn inmate number 24601 I could be. Ah, I didn't see. I didn't get that joke when I was a kid when he's playing music for the rocking. <laughs> yeah. And left the woman I loved. Cutter. Ice pick. I believe this is the first time a snake gets name mentioned by name. We've seen him in a few episodes this season, but I think that's the first yeah. time old snake. What a beautiful story, Sideshow Bob. You're living proof that our revolving door prison hmm. system works. Selma, I've never seen you so happy, giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to admit it, Selma. He's a once-in-a-lifetime catch. Yes, I hope the police are saying that as well. <laughs> I can't believe you guys. This I wonder if they'll ever do an episode of Patty and Selma, one of them getting cancer. And I'd like to thank you for catching me. Just to like oh. tell the audience that maybe you shouldn't smoke like four packs of cigarettes a day. Yeah, imagine if they killed one of them off and one of them has to live without the other. Would you mind if I did something bold and That'd be an interesting episode? That would be a new episode that I would actually like make sure I saw live. That's not what I had in mind. It's an interesting concept, yeah. Selma, will you marry me? <gasps> Don't be a fool, Aunt Selma. That man is scum. Then call me Mrs. Scum. And you're you're right. There are people like Selma out there who just, they're so desperate. They just, you know, crazy convicted. Oh, yeah. They're on, like, uh, the Facebook dating, whatever that is. Um, what's that called? Is that literally just called Facebook dating? I don't know. You got to be real desperate to be on Facebook dating. I, di I didn't realize, I forgot this karaoke moment actually takes place inside the Happy Sumo. There's Blinky! <laughs> the three oh, yeah, Blinky. Then afterwards we drop into a quiet little 
<laughs> I love the look on his frolicking. Yeah. And the way his hair bounces. It's a nice little misdirection. It is. Ugh, corns. And this is, yeah, this isn't the first time we see Mole Man at the DMV either. Close enough. May you drive safely. It looks like it was Valentine's Day with all the stuff she's got behind the desk. I love Haggard Krusty when he's tired and stuff and his hair hangs down like that and his ties undone. That's the best way to communicate his mood is through his hair. The chairman of the company, you know who I'm talking about. Get out here, you goomba. Krustala, there's an old friend backstage who wants to say hello. Huh? What? I can't believe it. We've been treating for years. Come here, you. Oh, you old clown. Oh, I missed you. <laughs> this guy is a national treasure. That jerk I got to replace you, he isn't fit to hold your slime Aww. whistle. <laughs> Poor Mel. Crusty, can you ever I love how he's just sitting in his home, but he's still dressed up like. Hey, if they ever open the books, yeah, it's, that, it's his whole life. Yeah. yeah. He's being sideshow Mel. Sideshow Bob is a no good showbiz phony. Come on, Bart. If Krusty can find it in his heart to forgive him, surely you can too. Oh, Krusty, I can't tell you how much I missed this. I forgot about that part. They don't usually play that in, syndi in the syndicated episodes of Krusty. Oh, Bowie. I'm getting, yeah. Yeah. That's why you gotta buy the DVDs, folks. Well, Homer, you seem to be a trencherman. What should we serve? Well, you can't go wrong with cocktail weenies. They taste as good as they look. And they come in this delicious red sauce. It looks like ketchup. It tastes like ketchup. But brother, it ain't ketchup. <laughs> what is the sauce that he's talking about? Do you know? Do you know what he means? Um, is he talking about like the shrimp dipping sauce? Like that red dipping sauce? It's gotta be, right? Yeah. Is it kind of similar to marinara? I don't know. I don't really eat shrimp. Alright, there's the first clue in terms of the ending mystery. Wedding is spinning out of control. Can we really afford it? I've already run through eight of the ten dollars they gave me when I left prison. Hey, relax. I told you I got money. I bought stock in a mace company just before society crumbled. Selma, that's wonderful. I just hope people don't think I'm marrying you for your money instead of your less tangible quality. It's one of the rare times they're drinking a Tomorrow bottle of Buzz Cola, it looks like that. Isn't it grand? Hey, Bob, give some of that honey this way. Mm. Mm. Holy free holies! We've got ten minutes to MacGyver. Driver, here's a fin. Get the <laughs> I it's Barney. It's like, how does he pay for that beer? He's got to have some sort of side hustle. Oh, man, I love... I, it's one of those ones that gets Barney's burp sound effect gets me every time. I just love it. You saved our village. Don't thank me. Thank the moon's gravitational. Nice stupid MacGyver storyline reference. That MacGyver's a genius. First of all, he's not a genius. He's an actor. And second, he's not much of an actor. You're lying. You're lying. 
No, Selma, this is lying. That was a well-plotted piece of non-claptrap that never made me want to retch. I do like that they're obsessed over MacGyver, like that whole story, that running gag, right? Like it's, 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 a, it's a type of show that you could see people like Patty and Selma being obsessed over. Yeah, it's kind of like a nonsense show. Yeah. Very, like, brain-numbing. Just tell me you like MacGyver. Very well, I... I... I can't do it! Even that car chase seemed tacked on! <laughs> oh, would you two knock it off? No, <laughs> much. programs Marge likes, but it's no big deal. You know why? No. Go on. Whenever Marge puts on one of her non-violent programs, I take a walk. I go to a bar, I pound a few, then I stumble. I love the stumble. The stumble is what makes that little monologue. Yeah, stumble. totally. Just... Whenever you watch MacGyver, I'll take a vigorous constitutional and return more in love <laughs> with you than ever. Oh, Bob. Bart no White, bad medicine. I'd have to agree, yeah, getting getting drunk when someone's doing something that you're not <laughs> into is probably not the healthiest relationship. Hey, they chose Maggie, okay? Yeah, well, if you want to go for cuteness instead of competence, fine. They don't wear they're that part, too, of Lisa being jealous that Maggie's the flower girl. It's kind of, it just seems kind of weird. It's like, why is, why is that in the episode? Uh, kids are like that, though, especially at a young age. Hey, <laughs> Where do you think you're going? If, if you're listening to this and you are... Idea. It is. And you are getting married in the near future. Make sure that you get the food that you're paying for at your wedding because it, it goes by really fast. And a lot of the time you don't get to eat the appetizers and stuff that are going around for the dinner. Make sure you get your food. What is one food recommendation for a wedding that you would make? Oh, honestly, just get uh, as one of the dinner options, get Chengen. Everybody eats Chengen. Yep. So, yeah, make sure that's one of the options. 41 years ago, God took 168 pounds of clay. 168 pounds, wow. Okay, saying that in public. Yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. I just wanted to say, on the advice of my new husband, I've decided to give up smoking. <laughs> Except for after meals and after <laughs> Why, Selma, dear, you'll bury us all. <laughs> Chief Wiggum, you've been around. You don't trust Sideshow Bob, do you? No, lighten up, son. If he was going to commit a crime, would he have invited the number one cop in town? Now, where did I put my gun? Oh, yeah. I set it down when I got a piece of cake. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I don't know what to say. Just tell me what you know I want to hear. I'm dying of jealousy. Thank you. That's right. Enjoy your rest. The wedding was very tough on you, and the honeymoon is going to be murder. <laughs> nice. I love that line. The maniacal laugh. And the animation, like the way, it, like his eyes, like one is kind of dead on, but the other, other one kind of goes, kind of drifting off. Oh, man, that's good. <laughs> well, she always does take pictures and videos wherever the Patty and Selma go. 
Oklahoma gave us. Hey, and after we watch this, we can take <laughs> over it. <laughs> There's Shelbyville Falls. <laughs> and here's another breathtaking if that was an actual natural thing, I would definitely go to watch that. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Next clue. Oh, Selma, dear. I was just chatting with my good friend, Dennis. <laughs> now, smile for the camera. That's a good lad. Oh, fire. Scourge of Prometheus, toaster of marshmallows, eradicator of dead wood. Oh, Selma, dear, you and your little camera. What do you say we shut it off for a while? And make love. <laughs> oh, that was... Defeated man. Great. Yeah, the line and the visual, like her real hairy legs and... Yeah, that's a fantastic delivery by Kelsey. With Aunt Selma? I guess you're just too young to understand. Oh, God. It's ugly side. Bob, would you mind rubbing my feet? Ooh. Darling, you make it sound like a chore. Oh, oh, good. Mm. Soon I will kill you. Huh? Son pied senti beau. French mm. for her foot smells lovely. Oh. Prepare to be murdered. Huh? That's I love how uh, we're watching this with the captions on it. This says foreign language. Yeah. <laughs> That I was dead. Huh? That's Spanish for I am going to. <laughs> Why, dear, I, I do believe it's time for your beloved MacGyver. Oh, hey, you're right. Well, I like how he tiptoes out. Well, yeah. time for my walk. <laughs> Don't Also, <clears throat> unless they sent it by a courier or something, mm -hmm. like how the hell did the family get Selma's video so fast? This would have made more sense if they it was the internet present time they could just sent the video. But yeah, I get you. I love that. I, I say that all the time. MacGyver, MacGyver. Oh, that's so good. Front desk. There's been a terrible accident in my room. Poor Selma. You were having such a lovely evening. And then I went and spoiled it all by doing something stupid like explode you. Sideshow Bob? Great reveal. The only victims here are the good people at Best Western Hotels. Bark! Selma! Oh! You tried to kill me. I want a separation. My best laid plans of gang lay. Chief Wiggum, think you have room in your jail for a two-time loser? Well, no, frankly, but I never done <laughs> this before. <laughs> Bart, I must know. How did you untangle my web? Yeah, Bart, pull us in. Well, I'd hate to tell the number one cop in town how to do his job. No, no, please. It's the only way I'll learn. Wiggum's hair is now the crack shade of blue. So to get that We've come a long way. We've come a very long way. hit me. The gas. Surely anyone would have noticed a gas leak, except Aunt Selma. I permanently lost my sense of taste and smell. She happily watched her MacGyver, unaware that her room was silently filling with natural gas. All it needed to explode was a single spark. 
Say, from a cigarette. I've decided to give up smoking. Except for after meals and after MacGyver. Her only hope is to father. Dad, when Aunt Selma lights up her cigarette at the end of MacGyver, she'll be blown to kingdom come. Come again? <laughs> I like how we made the little hand puppets. And we were on our way. And a symptom mobile. It's a good first person's perspective. Yeah, it's real good. Good suspense. <laughs> Why did the room explode? Oh, I'll feel that one. Uh, me and the boys were all celebrating a job well done when I threw my match in the vicinity of the crime scene. Oh, right. <laughs> By the way, that whole room would have been smelling like natural gas. Yeah. When they get in, I'm back on the street with all my criminal buddies. <laughs> I feel like such a fool. Well, he fooled almost everyone, but there was one. Yep. See, there, that's a lesson to children. Don't trust yep. people. Yep. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> now let's get out of this gas-filled hallway before we all. <laughs> <laughs> solid episode. It yeah, solid the, episode. The writers were actually trying to accomplish a goal of winning. Uh, I forget what it's called, but some stupid mystery award that you get for writing mysteries in the U.S. And while they didn't get nominated for the award, they still did a really good job uh, of writing a good, suspenseful kind of thriller. It kind of puts you on your toes of, wait a minute, why is Sideshow off the bat anyways? Why is Sideshow Bob um, dating Selma? What, like, what is going on here to, you know, the whole plot being revealed at the end? And it, it, it does make sense. Like, it is actually feasible that that could have happened. Like, it's not too crazy, but it's not too dull, right? Like, it actually, like I said, it's that fine middle ground where you don't pull off an M. Night Shyamalan twist for the sake of pulling a twist, but there's also a big enough reveal that it doesn't feel like it went to waste in terms of the episode premise. Um, I started with an 8.3. I think I'm going to stay for the second straight episode. Actually, no, I went down the last one. You stayed for the last one. But for me, I'm going to stay at an 8.3. It's uh, probably not as funny as um, the last one that we watched in Colonel Homer, but it is a very, very well-written episode in that it keeps your suspense in going a different route than they usually do. Uh, instead of being serious uh, with some sort of family issue or issue you know, that a kid might be going through or something like that, they go with the straight um, thriller mystery type of uh, scenario and it, and it worked out well. Kudos for them for doing something different too. Uh, yep. Time, anyways, Can't all right? they say. So, yeah. yeah. I'll go, eight, I'll go with an 8.3. What are you settling with? I'm going to stay at an eight. I think it was, if it was the first time I was watching, I'd probably give it an 8.5, but for replayability, which is kind of like what this kind of whole podcast is, is like, it's been a while since we watched it, but I know the twist. So it's an eight still. Uh, I thought I had enough in there, even from, uh, a rewatch that it still deserves like an A. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go with an eight. That's a good point. I hadn't really considered that because you're right. If I had been watching this for the first time and had no clue what was coming for Bob's plan, 
then it probably would get a bit higher. Um, maybe my nostalgia rating, maybe I am forgetting how, because I remember being pretty shocked at how this episode ended. I really, again, I was pretty young, but I had a feeling that, oh, wow, Sideshow Bob killed some while the room did explode. Uh, and then it was revealed, of course, the steps that were solved eventually by Bart. But I probably would have thought it was a little bit um, more enjoyable. But you're right. The whole point of this is the rewatch value and seeing if it is as good. So you know what? I guess that rating system is kind of tricky because how do you base it off of a first time yeah. experience when we've seen this multiple times? Yeah, that's that's a tricky, but I'm, I'm still comfortable with my 8.3. I think it's mm-hmm. right around. That's there. a good episode. A, yeah, yeah, it's very solid. A minus borderline. Uh, a favorite gag from this one. This one wasn't as gag heavy as the last one. It was more story driven. There were some good points in it. So what are you going with? Um, okay. I hate when I do this. I hate when I choose a gag that was so late in the episode because I think to myself that, oh, did I just not pay attention the rest of the episode? Is that why I'm choosing this gag? Is it because it's like the freshest? But honestly, when Bart is trying to explain what will happen to Selma, when she lights her cigarette up and what how natural gas works uh, and what and ex- why it would explode or what even what would happen, I found that scene to be really funny. So that's that's my my pick for best gag. When he's trying to explain it to Homer, you mean? Yeah, Homer's he's trying to explain it to Homer. Yeah, and he goes through a variety of routes from puppets to like like you said, actually explaining how natural gas works, uh, and Homer just can't get it. And then the payoff that after probably who knows how long. Uh, time wise, he just tells it to March instantly, and boom, they're gone. <laughs> like that home again. That kind of shows that Bart's kind of stupid too. The fact that he didn't go to March first, but it is a nice little gag, uh, indeed. Mine is actually one that I had kind of forgotten about, and again, it goes back to my point about Kelsey Grammer's delivery and how he's able to hit on things, uh, especially his despair, disgust, disappointment, the the D's, if you will, uh, and that is when Selma is recording. And uh, she says, you know, how about we stop and make love? And the, the, the sheet comes off and you see her hairy legs and stuff. And Bob is like, the animators did a great job in the facial expression. He just he just has it defeated. <laughs> yeah, you definitely yeah, feel that. I, I, I guess so. Like the way Kelsey delivers that line is amazing. That is really, uh, really well done. He, Like I said, he's a great actor overall. And he may be the best guest voice actor in the history of this show, especially because he, he does it through many, many episodes and he finds a new way to make it work every single time. So a good solid episode, nice attempt by the writing staff to do something different and actually going out and trying to make a good mystery based episode. And they do a couple of more in the future. Probably the, the, the biggest one, not probably the biggest one is who shot Mr. Burns. Cause it was a season cliffhanger and they did two parter. Yeah. Yeah. Big two parter. Uh, next up we have, one that I'm going to, it might be a candidate for my for my favorite of season three with the auto show because I oh, it's got Spinal Tap and they're only on the episode for you know a little bit but they make the most of it. Um, there's you know Bart's dreams of being a guitar player and we get some great auto lines as well as some good Homer lines in that one. So I'm very much looking forward to the auto show. But before we can get to that, first and foremost, Shane's plug time. Uh, yeah, everyone follow us on Twitter at Simpsons underscore EBE. It's a, just a cool way to interact with us and, uh, you know, uh, get involved with the show. And then, you know, we mentioned stuff at the top of the show, what's happening on, uh, Simpsons underscore EBE. 
And so, yeah, check us out. And if you want to support the show, if you could give us a follow and rate us on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And if you want to go that extra mile, there's a link in the description of every episode called Buy Me a Coffee. And you can donate whatever amount of money you'd like to Nick and I. And we will buy a gas alarm so we don't explode. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, yeah, you know, like not exploding, I guess, is fine. But I would like to, you know what? Maybe we should just start smoking. You know, it's a trend that's going downwards. Selma said that she was even going to quit. Got to make it cool again, right? Gotta, gotta I have no cool idea again. what my voice would sound like if I also smoked. That'd be weird. Anyways, yeah. It would be, how do I say this? It would be obviously deeper. Um, you would sound as if you were like a night. Actually, no. In the 60s and 50s, the voiceovers on radio were always like high-pitched voice people because of the tinny microphones and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say that you, you would probably sound like you would sell vapes if... If you had, mm. if you smoked, like you'd have that deep voice that you'd have your own vape store and maybe you do. But then I'd, I'd, I'd be coughing all the time though. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, you just, you cough a bit and it's good for the lungs, toughens them up. Just like lead based paint, asbestos, all those things. People are too soft nowadays. They won't harm you at all. Um, thank you for listening though. Uh, this is uh, a, a, you know, a pet project that Shane and I have been doing for Jeez, Shane, it's been, what have we been doing this? Six months now? Something like that? Yeah, Roughly. we're over uh, 5,000 downloads now. So yes. thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you very much for all those plays and and those listens. Uh, to everyone who has, um, you know, reached out to us, like uh, shout out to the the Jewels Just Vibes podcast. As we were recording this, she sent pictures at Simpsons underscore EBE of her recent visit to the Simpsons portion of Universal Studios at Orlando. Um, that was uh, very cool. Uh, and uh, check out her show as well. Um, to everyone who's interacted with us on Twitter uh, and listened from all over the world. Thank you very much. And we're going to keep going. That is, and I, I think I mentioned in the last episode that if Shane continues to do this episode, because like I said, blew all his money in a pyramid scheme, but that's just life. Sometimes you lose money in a pyramid scheme. Sometimes you're wise enough not to invest in a pyramid scheme. Tomato, potato. That's just how it goes. And so we'll get you for the next one uh, with the auto show. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you later. For your information, I am the white chocolate rabbit. Hey, white chocolate's not even chocolate. It doesn't even contain cocoa salad. I am so buying a summer home here. Ow! Ooh, white chocolate.